on the next episode of Louder Than a Riot. Bobby Shmurda's transition from the streets to superstardom and how viral fame led to infamy. I don't ask people from the hood if they got criminal activity going on. I know in hip hop, the better, the better. Listen now to Louder Than a Riot from NPR Music. For NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm going to spend this show talking about what's become the most impactful record I've heard in 2020. It's called Some Kind of Peace, and the artist is Oliver Arnold's. song's called Still Sound, and what I hear in this music is both a calm and a passion. There are moments where this music serves well as backdrop, but there's also so many layers of texture, vocals, and environmental sounds that keeps this music front and center. Oliver Arnold's made one of my favorite records of 2018 called Remember. The Icelandic musician came and played a tiny desk concert that year. He wheeled in two upright pianos, which, through artificial intelligence, reacted to his performance, a software he helped develop called Stratus. In all, Oliver Arnolds makes music that is challenging to himself and to the listener. For some kind of piece, Oliver collaborated with many musicians, and for this guest DJ edition of All Songs Considered, he'll play music from the artists who shaped this album. When we spoke, Oliver was in his studio in Reykjavik. He's described this new album as stripping away grand concepts and that this music is both vulnerable and with intention. And so that's where we begin. You talk about making music with intention, and I kind of want to understand what that means. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Deep breath. (laughs) Yeah. You start with the hard ones, huh? Yeah, well, it feels like the the big picture of the record. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously, I always made music with intention, but I think through the years, the intention changes, and it's it's very easy to lose your roots. And what I really like to talk about is, like, remind myself what was my first reason for making music. Like, what was my reason for making music before there was anything at stake, you know, mm-hmm. making a living or the people who depend on me. Or, you know, there's like such a big bubble that gets created when music becomes your career. And it's wonderful. And we're so lucky to have that. But when you have that, it's so easy to lose sight of like, why am I doing this in the first place? Yeah. And when I talk about making this album with an attention, I'm kind of talking about that in particular to just make it as a pure expression of what you're feeling and no big ideas no concepts you don't have to create anything you're just there because you enjoy doing what you do and you know that's awesome so let me play a bit of woven song and we'll start Mm -hmm. there and then you can talk about how a song like this comes to be (laughs) 
What is this voice we're hearing? That is a medicine woman named Herlinda who's singing and sing, she's singing a traditional Icaro of the Shipibo tribe in the Amazon. And I wanted to use this um, because my friends who are from the same tribe as her um, and, and work in similar ways as she does kind of taught me about the importance of rituals in our lives. Uh, which became a huge influence on this album. And you know what she's singing about? Yeah, she's uh, she's singing to the mother plant of the forest mm -hmm. uh, and asking for protection. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I I don't have a translation of the full thing, and and it is improvised. It is you know, it's not like a lyric that she's singing. Right. Um, Let's hear more. When you work with something like this, do you add this in? Do you hear this beforehand? How do you, in this case, you've worked with many vocalists, and we're going to talk about that. In this case, how did you work with this voice? Um, I simply improvised piano under the recording of the voice, uh, and it was something that just happened instantly. I heard this, and I was like instantly running to my piano and playing wow. some chords and and that's still what you hear like that's basically the first recording i made i love where that comes from because as a musician one of the great things about making music is being surprised by what you do <laughs> yeah and, and that, that was exactly that for me that was like a surprise how interesting this combination became and and i think that that's kind of what inspired the whole direction this album took that's why I wanted to play this song for you, actually. So you work with a musician, another singer on this record, Josen. What do you want to play by her? And then I'll play a little what's on your album, but I want to hear about who she is and what attracts you yeah. to what she does. Uh, so Josen is a singer-songwriter from Hamburg, Germany. Uh, she's half Korean, half German. Um, I met her quite a few years ago because she's actually managed by the same management as I am. She posted some videos on YouTube like eight years ago that I just completely fell in love with her voice and her songwriting and I waited for years for her to actually release a record which she finally did two three years ago her first full length came out and it's it's one of my favorite records of the last few years and uh, I instantly wanted to do something with her her amazing voice and just her sensibility as a person and as a musician we became good friends through the process what do you want to hear um, i want to play in the blank space which awesome. is the title track of her record mm -hmm. 
I'm hearing this through the zoom quality, but I'm still getting goosebumps every time I hear this song. <laughs> contacted her to play music with you did she know who you were yeah i i contacted her for the first time like eight years ago when i first heard her music ah. and just said like we have to do something together one day <laughs> this is i mean i, do, I just love that the, the like when you listen to this track the sensibility of arrangement and production and 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 you know how how the chorus becomes like this weightlessness you know people always have this tendency to to go big in the chorus, but she likes to do the opposite. And it's really what I like to do as well. I've just always wanted to do something with her and that voice is just magnificent. You want to tell us about uh, the, the Bottom Line, which is a song that she sings on. How do you work together? Yeah, um, she was one of those people who became quite influential for me in making this album. Uh, she came to visit me in Iceland for a week and we spent some time in the studio and we got to talking about, you know, transformation and all these things, like why are we doing music in the first place and and finding kind of rebirth of who you are or who you want to be through through the process of making music. And we made a few few songs, by the way, but this one became really interesting for me because she she decided to write the lyrics from my perspective, which is something that I've never I mean, I'm I'm very bad at writing lyrics. I wouldn't even dare to try. <laughs> Um, so it's really beautiful for me to to be able to write with someone something for my album and actually have the lyrics be a part of my experiences and my perspectives. I'll put all these songs online in full, but since we won't hear the whole thing, you want to give us a small picture of what she's singing about here? It's essentially about transformation or rebirth through kind of rediscovering your meaning of life like almost <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds like just why you do what you do and what is your purpose and finding that through uh, a particular hardship like having to go through large speed bumps or to climb a really high cliff in order to be able to see that perspective that you needed to find
this is all quite a different aesthetic from a guy that played drums in a hardcore band. <laughs> I mean, I, guess I think so. of this. I, you guess so. Well, ex- ex- <laughs> I mean, what do you get out of this? The music, this music that you didn't get out of the other, or vice versa. I mean, when I found out that you played in a hardcore band, having known your current music, I just go, "How does that happen?" I love it, but <laughs> I, I get that. I get that it's weird, <laughs> but honestly, to me, it's just. I don't know. You you just know your life from your own perspective, and and everything feels natural, you know. So it's right. it's kind of hard to say like there was a decision or something. Sure. Uh, I've, there's always been a piano in my house since I was a kid, and I was writing music on the piano as far as I can remember. And even when I was touring Europe with a hardcore punk band, I was still coming home and making some cute piano songs, and it just it doesn't feel like opposites to me. Like we all contain multitudes, and you know. That's a beautiful way to put it. So there's a, a singer on your uh, record, JFDR. Tell us who she is and uh, what song you want me to play. Let's play something of hers first. Mm-hmm. Maybe then we'll play something that she <coughs> sings on your record. JFDR is an Icelandic singer-songwriter. She's been a part of bands like Samaris and Pascal Pinion. Lately, she's been concentrating on her solo work as JFDR. She's another one that I've I've been a big fan of for a long time. I've often ended up in some late night jam sessions at parties with her here in Reykjavik, <laughs> uh, but we've never done anything formally until now. The song I would like to play by her is called Taking a Part of Me. It's from her last record that just came out this year. Yeah, Right at the beginning of the pandemic, I'd say, at least uh, for us here yeah. mid- mid-March. Um, she uh, she got a bit unlucky with her timing. Of yeah. <laughs> but it's a wonderful record. It's gone a little bit under the radar. I, I think it deserves a lot more attention. than. Great. Let's getting. shine a light on it. The album's New Dreams. Let's play uh, Taking a Part of Me. I'm going to play uh, what she did, the two of you did together on your record. So let's play JFDR, Songs Back to the Sky. Mm-hmm. 
did each of the singers on this record write the words then now that you've told me you're not the lyricist that I thought you might be? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they did. She wrote this lyric, yeah. And was there any direction? Like, how did you all come to the place that you came to? Um, We would usually just sit down and and talk about what I was making a record about and what was inspiring the record and without giving a certain directive or something like that, just kind of finding the, the tracks to fall in together, you know, so that we can be aiming into the same direction through just conversations. What would that be when you when you say you were making a record about? What, what would those? I, you know, if you don't <laughs> want to give it away to people. I don't, no, I don't know. Different artists I mean, think about these things in different ways. It's just a portrait of my life and what I'm going through at the time of making the record without mentioning specifically what those things are. These are things that most of us go through in our lives and it's growing Falling up, it's up. growing pains. It's yeah. it's being 30 and having growing pains and it's, it's, it's realizing maybe you've spent the last 10 years completely blindfolded and, you know, not necessarily heading in the wrong direction, just mm-hmm. like you're heading in a direction and you don't know why um, and finding that intention again. Let's take a break. I'm talking with Olafur Arnolds about his new record, Some Kind of Peace. You're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code SONGS. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm speaking with Oliver Arnolds from a studio in Reykjavik, Iceland. His new album is called Some Kind of Peace. He's choosing music by some of the people that joined him and helped shape this record. It's one of my favorites of 2020. I'm always fascinated by the music that helps spark someone down their musical path. I wrote a book called Your Song Changed My Life, which asked 35 musicians to ponder that question. And I asked Oliver Arnolds to tell me about a song that helped shape him. The band that had the most influence on me kind of growing up as a teenager and and wanting to make music on my own was Death Cab for Cutie. Um, Nice. just also going through what you go through as a teenager, I found a lot of solace in, in their music. I found a lot of comfort in it. I don't listen to them that much today, uh, but it's the band that I always hold the, the closest to my heart, I think. At, at what age would you have been? Between 16 and 20, oh. probably. Uh-huh. Kind of when I was starting to actually think about music more seriously. I was starting to tour with my punk bands a little bit, and this would often be the thing that would be playing in our tour bus. Is it easy to uh, put into words what it is that attracted you to their sound at all? I think it's the guitarist. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the sense of melodies, it's the arrangements, it's the space they give uh, in their melodies. I think I learned from them all these unsaid things in, in making music, like how to express very deep feeling without going overboard. That restraint that actually adds to a song as opposed to um, hitting you over the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> restraint is the word I was looking for, exactly. Awesome. Uh, so what do you want to hear? What should we play? 
the music of Death Cab that was the most influential for me was the Stability EP, which is just three songs. One of them is 20 minutes long. I wanted to play that, but then I figured that's probably too much for NPR. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, what that, song that, was that, it, <laughs> would that be so we, people can go on their own and listen to that? Oh, that song is called Stability. Right. And that's it's actually just 12 and a half minutes. It's not 20, but still probably too long for radio. <laughs> so what should we play? We should play 20th Century Towers, which is the opening track of that EP. Probably the most depressing song Death Cup for Cutie ever made. Uh, which uh, which is probably why I like it so much. Incessant refrain Sure just like the rest Your restlessness Truly where everybody else would have gotten huge at that moment where the crash exactly. would <laughs> I'm sorry I'm making your show very sad <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, slow and sad, I don't know you're, But you're this kind of stuff is I was just going to say your your record for me over uh, which I've now had the privilege to listen to in advance um, has just been a beautiful beautiful piece of work to listen to and meant so much and comfort. Uh, well, to thank me. you. I really appreciate that coming from you. Thank I, you. <laughs> I don't think of it as sad. I guess I, it's certainly easy to characterize as sad because it's uh, pensive, maybe, but it. it 
Yeah, I agree. It, my music isn't sad. Yeah. Um, can be melancholic, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's introverted is what it is, I think. Uh, but sometimes those are the things that bring things out of you. Exactly. Right. For me, those are the things that kind of bring me towards the process of creativity again. You have to just look inside a little bit. Let's play one more song. Turn me on to something new. So, um, yeah, Sandra Yatifei is uh, an Indonesian artist I met um, a few years ago who um, I just absolutely adore. Um, she's, she's born in Indonesia, but of American and Filipino heritage. Uh, grew up in, in the islands of Java and, and Bali. And uh, meeting her was like the turning point for what I was doing. Her view on life, uh, also of her family, who I've gotten close with as well, absolutely reignited that spark for me for music. Um, it's incredible how a person can have that effect on you. She was a big part of, of my creative process for this record. Uh, and uh, she's an amazing musician in her own right, quite popular in Indonesia. She uh -huh. sings a lot of her music in Indonesian, but some of it in, in English. And she's been in Iceland lately, uh, and I've had the pleasure of producing her first full-length record. What are we going to hear? The I opening track of her, of her record. It's, it's not out yet. It might be out by the time this airs, though. Um, and the track is called Easy Quiet. Thank you so much, and thank you for your music. And I can't wait... People are going to want this when they hear it. And this tone it sets is, is just really beautiful for the moment that I, at least that I'm living in and I'm sure mm. others are. Yeah, that's great to hear. Oliver Arnold's The Album's called Some Kind of Peace. It's out now. Let's go out on the song he chose by Sandriati Fay. It's called Easy Quiet. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. It's a Easy, quiet Asking us to be As close as we can To what's true Place that needs a will to walk slow. 